This is the godfather of Bruce City Wrestling, Frankie the Thumper DeFalco, and you are listening to my guys from DWI, the best in the Midwest podcast from the best in the Midwest professional wrestling. Before we start, Milwaukee, I need to know, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Frankie DeFalco Show presented by the DWI Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am joined, as always, by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. It's DPP. And let's bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the reason you tuned in today. He's none other than the godfather of Bruce City Wrestling. Find him at BCW1 on Twitter. It's quite the follow. Frankie the Thumper DeFalco. Gentlemen, how are you? It's been a while. A little while. You're looking good. Good to see you live and in color here. Yes, good to have a little color, too. I want to apologize to all the listeners that have been missing the Frankie DeFalco show and to Mr. DeFalco. I have to actually still go to work, guys, so I apologize. Things things got a little things got a little hectic the last couple weeks, but that but I apologize and we're back and we're ready to roll again, Mr. DeFalco. That's a beautiful thing. Let's do this. All right, let's get going right away, and I want to talk about Bruce City Wrestling. What's been happening? What have you been doing to, to stay occupied and keep things moving through Bruce City? When are you anticipating to possibly have a show coming up? I know nobody knows what the hell's going on these days. You know, I, I watch the governor, our supposed leader of the state, every day, find out what's going on, and with them taking everything to the Wisconsin scene, Wisconsin Supreme Court, it looks like on May 11th things could open up, but if not, May 26th. But regardless, um, June 20th, mark it on your calendars. The stars of Bruce City Wrestling will return to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Woo! Very exciting. Yes. And I wish... I wish June 20th was this weekend because it, it's going to be phenomenal to go and be around a crowd of people and, and listen to people cheer together and boo together and interact together. That, that's what I'm waiting for. And I can't wait for you to bring that back to us. It's going to be great. You know, people have been asking when you're going to open up and we were set to go on May 16th, but then of course our GOV uh, locked everything down until May 26th. So, not going to happen, but June 20th is looking like uh, it's a go. Can't wait for that. Can't wait for the resumption of Bruce City Wrestling. I hope everybody's staying in shape uh, mentally. Are you uh, you got a plan for what, what you want to have happen here with Bruce City Wrestling right to get started? Well, they've been doing everything on their own right now. They have been uh, working out, doing their own cardio, but hopefully soon, you know, things can get back to normal. We'll get back to the Thumper's Den, hopefully in another week or so. And I know they're just chomping at the bit about getting back to reality and getting their bodies abused in the ring. So hopefully we can get that thing going and uh, get them ready for the June 20th show. I mean, I, I've i been an athlete my whole life, played a couple different sports at a decent level, but never wrestled uh, amateur or professional. 
really been a professional wrestling fan my entire life. You know that because you've known me right. pretty much my my entire life. But right. sorry to hear that. You speak. You speak. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, deep. Just carry my bat. Oh. I was a good bat boy for Frank. I never, I never trash talked Frank. I trash talked all the other guys that were on my dad's team, but not Frank because I think I did it once and he put me in a garbage can. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's what happened when you talk shit as a little kid. You got put in a garbage true. can by that's a big right. professional wrestler. Um, <laughs> tell everybody though the thing that's gonna that that's difficult. The most difficult thing I would imagine for professional wrestlers right now that that can't go out and wrestle and things of that nature is wrestling shape. Right? We hear about it all the time from some of the best wrestlers that take a break and come back, that you can have the best cardio, you can still be physically in shape, but you're still not in-ring wrestling shape, right? No, it's not, because everybody has their own ways of getting in the condition. Football players, baseball players, you know, they all get ready their own little way. But wrestlers, you have to be, you know, ring ready, you know, being able if the promoter asks you to go 30 minutes or 60 minutes, you got to be ready for that conditioning aspect of it. Otherwise, you're going to be screwed. And I, that's the total respect you have because, I mean, their body's got to be, you know, con- used to the consecutive abuse and things of that nature. And, 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 you know, it's probably the most physical sport there is to be in. You throw hockey and football in there as well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's all about the legs, the core. You know, your, your back and everything, you got to train your lungs just properly so you can, you know, make wh- whatever it is to get your match in. And it's got to be a little challenging. And obviously, like, you know, you say ring ready, you know, it's different than just running or getting on a bike. You know, you got to practice hitting those ropes and practice the way you're, you're taking bumps and falling. And that's a whole different type of exercise or whatever. I don't know how you can't, you can't practice that. <laughs> No, no, hell no, you can't. It's 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 totally different, you know. Um, everybody has their own little things of getting getting ready for, you know, to get ready for a match, and it's very difficult to do those type of things. But everybody, own little way, you know, hit a turnbuckle, hit the ropes so many times, take bumps so many times. It's so many ways of getting your body ready for a, for a match when you have such a layoff like this. Let's transition a little bit here. And speaking of things you need to really get ready for and fighting in general and things that are live and people are going to be able to watch this weekend, we have UFC 249. Dana White got it put back together. He, he's got everything going on Saturday night. Big match. Um, Gaethje's there. You got Pettis for, for the main part on ESPN. And then you got Gaethje and Cejudo uh, headlining UFC 249. How difficult is it got to be as a promoter like that to put this stuff together, you know, choreographing all the people coming in and exiting and keeping people apart and all the restrictions going on right now, running this without fans for them? It's hard. I mean, you see it, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, you know, with wrestling, it's very hard for a a wrestler or UFC or whatever it could be, you know, MLB or whatever NFL when it comes apart that who knows if people are going to be at the stadiums or arenas, but even still right now, it's very hard to get pumped up for a match. You know, when, when it's UFC, yeah, it's a little bit more of a shoot, but they're, they're trying to win that match where in a wrestling match, you have to 
focus on, you know, getting that match in, whatever the time limit is. It's difficult. What's the what's the biggest? I don't know. What's like the biggest challenges when it comes to that? When you don't have a crowd, I mean, these guys like for UFC, obviously they're, you know, they're fighting, you know, trying to kick each other's ass for the most part, you know. But is there some? Is there like just a difference in trying to get ready when you don't have a crowd behind you and, you know, just that atmosphere is so different. Yeah, you just gotta focus. You definitely have to focus. You know, at the task at hand. Um, I know WWE, when they tape the first few of their matches or first few of their shows during commercial breaks or when they were live, I'm sorry, when they were live um, during commercial breaks, they were just doing nothing. And down in Florida, they were showing it live and people were taking pictures of it. So now they stopped doing that where now they're wrestling right through the whole sequence. But it was it was really, really weird for them to do it like that. I, it's it's hard to watch sometimes, like you said, because they're really getting used to not having the fans around. You can still enjoy, you can still see. It, it's funny because you can see the people that are better at wrestling than other people at like actual wrestling, wrestling where they're a little bit smoother and they don't need the crowd necessarily. Maybe some of the more veteran people like that, but at times it's it's hard as a fan to stay involved when you miss that reaction to everything that's going on. It's so key. Right. Um, it's going to be a, a big, you know, not an adjustment when the fans come back, but right now, I mean, you can see that some of the matches are are definitely hard to watch, you know, when you don't have fans yaying and cheering or, you know, booing or whatever. It's, it's very difficult. Well, let's talk about it. We're, we're, we're talking about wrestling again right now. Let's talk about Money in the Bank this weekend. And I want to start with, you know, we talked about that Undertaker and AJ Styles match, how it was different. It was more cinematic. And it's already been said that the Money in the Bank is going to be the, they're going to climb the actual Titan Tower, right? Do you right. think it's going to be more of a cinematic thing with some wrestling sprinkled in? Or what do you think? I, they got to have some good jokes in there too, though. I, I imagine they will because I heard that the men and women's, it's going to go on simultaneously. So, yeah, they're going to be going on at the same time. So it's going to be a lot of distraction going on with all that, you know, and how they're really going to do it. But I, I, I don't know how, because when you're going to have one camera, unless they're going to have split screen, honestly, I don't know how they can do that. It's going to be very difficult to, to follow. I would think six, yeah, watching six wrestlers going at it, just following six wrestlers through a, an office building is hard enough. Wow. Right. Is, right. There, is, there, is there any chance that this is segmented throughout the entire show with just a finish at the end that you kind of come in with your opening match and then you get part one of what's happening at Titan Tower <laughs> and then they lead off with something? They, they kind of, like, leave you hanging, and then they go to, like, a vignette for the next match. Then they have an actual match that's live. Because it's all taped, right? I think they taped the money in the wanna, money in the building. We've been calling it money in the building. Can we can we right. have them can we have them go wrestle on, like, level one? And, like, we see the, for the opening, like, of Money in the Bank is them on the first floor wrestling. Then they get into the <laughs> elevator, hit the button for two, and we go to the next segment. And it's some other match. And then we come back, and they the, the door's open, and it's level two. <laughs> Well, the way I've heard is that they, they keep doing uh, pictures of, you know, they're all going to be starting on the first floor, 
and there's 17 floors at Titan Towers. So some will take the elevator, some will be taking the steps, which means you know that when they taped it, there were some cuts in there. They even said, who knows, someone could be fighting in Mr. McMahon's office, which means you know someone's going to go in Vince's office. Is someone going to get their hands on the dinosaur bone that Vince has? Doesn't he have dinosaur bones in his office? I have no idea. For all we know, that could be Moolah's or May Young. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we, we got from Houston. We have a problem. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I, I have no idea what's in his office, but oh, it's no. going to come up to be very interesting to see how this even works. Who's going through his table? Who's going through Vince's desk? Somebody's going to get thrown through it, right? It's going to be a fake. It's going to be a prop desk. Somebody's getting tossed through it. Oh, of course. I honestly don't don't know how they're going to do it, but it was pre-taped. So, and well, every, from what I, from what I was told is that if anybody said anything about the results, they were going to get fired, and it was going to come out. So, and they pretty much did the same thing. They threatened people for a lot of the stuff for WrestleMania, saying, "Listen, you know what? We know you know." If right. we find out and there's a massive leak and it's because of you, you're done. That's it. And to be right. honest with you, in the, especially in these times, man, you're going to keep your mouth shut to keep the paycheck coming in. You have to. You you can't, you know, let anything leak out. They all had to kayfabe this whole situation. And, you know, hopefully they can figure things out. It's going to be interesting to see how this thing comes off on Sunday. All right, there's only really six official matches. I think Jeff Hardy and Sheamus got added. I'm not sure. But oh, okay. Do you mind if we get your, your 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 quick predictions on the matches? Sure, let me know what they are. I got you. All right, Asuka, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Dana Brooks, Lacey Evans, and Carmella, Women's Money in the Bank. Baszler. Baszler. I, I, I like that. I don't think her feud with Becky's done. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, King Corbin, Otis, Oh, yeah. And AJ Styles. Wisconsin's own Otis from Superior, Wisconsin. Um, we need a heel. So, unfortunately, I'm thinking Corbin. Corbin? Ooh, I've been hearing Corbin or, Corbin or AJ. A lot of people like yeah. AJ there. Too. Now that you say that, there's right. two, only two I of the six are heels. I forgot he was added in there, so yeah, it could be AJ. Probably... Well, if they do AJ, it could be a little, hey, I'm sorry for letting your two buddies get released, but, you know, we're going to do this for you. I think Gallows and Anderson will be okay somewhere down the line here. Definitely. They're way too they're way too talented. Let's jump over to we got the New Day going up against defending against Miz and Morrison. Uh, one of the newer teams you're seeing on TV right now, the Forgotten Sons and Lucha House Party. That's a match. That's a that's a fatal four way for the WWE Tag Team Championships, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yes, sir. The New Day, Miz and Morrison, the Forgotten Sons, and Lucha House Party, which I know being being a long time, you know, we've known each other for a long time. I know that you're a big Lucha House Party guy. I don't. I know yes. people, not a lot of not a lot of people know that. Yes, very 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 true. In fact, for Cinco de Mayo, they were all here, and we had a Lucha House Party going on. <laughs> but um, boy, now the Forgotten Sons beat New Day last week on SmackDown, so you know they're not going over. Um, I'm pretty sure. I would say Miz and Morrison get it back because it was a singles match where they lost it. So I'll go with Miz and Morrison. I like that. 
I like that a lot. All right, Bailey and Tamina, and we know Sasha's been all over this storyline. Right, Sasha Rimera. Bailey will retain because uh, Snuka is irrelevant now. She doesn't do anything for anybody. Um, but I think Sasha gets involved and they keep egging it on a little more each time until whenever their next pay per view will be in June. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, championship match that I that I think is a little bit more straightforward in what's going to happen first. Uh, Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins. Drew goes. We'll, we'll go over, especially um, from what happened last time. Is uh, Rollins two shows in a row now has done a curb stomp. Um, we'll see what happens tonight, but I'm pretty sure McIntyre goes over. How, how are you feeling about Drew McIntyre as WWE champion? I mean, you, you, you liking that? I mean, how's he doing in your mind? I, I, I do like it, but without any crowd response, it, it's hard. It's really hard to gauge it right now because there's not a crowd response to go on with anything. To me, one of my favorite things that he did was, and one of my favorite things from WrestleMania, when he won, when they gave they gave him the opportunity to look into the camera and he kind of reached out to everybody because no one could watch. You know, That was kind of one of the most personal things. And at that time, not a lot of people were changing their style because of the, the crowd being around. So exactly. um, here we go. Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt. I feel like as a fan... From a fan's perspective, it's very interesting, this match here. You know, Bray Wyatt, you gave him the title, you, you took it away, and now Braun's got it, and it took forever to get it to Braun. So I'm really in, intrigued to see what's going to happen here. Well, Roman, if it was – Roman Reigns was supposed to do it at the in Tampa, at the real WrestleMania. Um, but unfortunately, they had to switch it. And I think that um, Braun is temporary. Now, it's going to be Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. So, I think Braun goes over a little bit, you know, one more time until maybe they do a, a Fiend this time around, or next time around. There you have it, folks. If there's a Jeff Hardy-Sheamus match, what, what you got there? Hardy. Hardy. I like to come back. I think I think they could really use him in, in, the, in the title picture to kind of uh, boost that upper echelon of guys they have. Right. Well, they already let the best one go, so that's that's on them. Hey, well, let's talk about that quickly then. Thoughts on AEW and what they got going on right now? Um, I've been watching the last few weeks, and I really like the direction that they're going. Um, I did watch the live show on this past Wednesday, and – watching Matt Hardy come out as one persona. Then he went back and became Matt Hardy persona. Then when he came out of the icebox, he was uh, Damascus. So they're letting him do his real broken Matt Hardy gimmick. And that's where I think WWE dropped the ball. They wouldn't give him his, his reign on it. And um, that's a shame, but it's good to see that AEW have the young minds to let them go in, you know, each person's special direction. And I think it's AEW is going to be something to reckon with down the road. How, how are you feeling about 
the difference with the production of AEW versus WWE with having uh, at least, you know, AEW has some wrestlers out there like kind of watching and cheering on and having a little bit of background noise versus the WWE empty arena type of feel. I think it's great. I mean, I saw that they had fans sitting in that stadium far apart. They might have let 50 people in just for crowd support. Um, because when they had a little um, melee in the in the hallway, we saw that there were definitely fans there with cam, you know, their cell phones wearing the face masks. Those were regular fans there. You know, they let them in. I'm sure they all passed the uh, COVID-19 requirement to get in there. And uh, I thought it was great. I really did. And then they have the inner circle up on uh, the stadium marquee at the end and then flipping them off. They're, they're definitely not, uh, what's WWE, PG-13 or something like that? No, they're PG. They're, they're PG, no. Yeah. So I heard, uh, was it a couple weeks ago on Raw, Bailey called somebody a piece of shit. So I don't know. But I really like the direction where AEW is going. I want to get your thoughts on two things because I, I did a show on Wednesday with a couple other guys and we cover a variety of topics and AEW was one of them. And from the show this last week, and I forced myself early on to watch every episode of AEW and it's hard to kind of start with something new, regardless of whether it's a TV show or a movie or a sport or wrestling, but AEW I've seen every episode. I've liked it more and more. As you said, Kenny Omega with the, with off the scissor lift. I mean, that was ridiculous. The moonsault off the scissor list. What do yeah. you think of that? Wow. Um, not only did he climb up it, he raised it up when he climbed it up. He's like, no, I'm going higher. And then he yeah. went all the way to the top of it, and they threw you way off with the tables, and he per he landed on his feet. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was uh, not good editing or camera work, you know. They stayed away from Matt Hardy when he was changing into his regular gimmick, you know, his his last one that he was in. But, um, yeah, their, their cameramen are a little off key yet. But something like that has to be blamed in the truck. So the truck should know what camera angles they hit. So you don't have to worry about that type of crap and, and missing it all the time. Nonetheless, an impressive, an impressive feat from Kenny Omega. And then I just want one last thought on you from AEW, and that's Brody Lee coming over from WWE. How do you feel he's with that and the Dark Order thing? What are your thoughts on that? Um, his little thing that after he got down, beaten down on uh, John Moxley, he said, you know, there's a little WWE uh, mention there, but he didn't say it. Of course, he goes that you and I have not seen eye to eye from our past. You know, I. It's letting people know about things like that, but it is what it is. I kind of like it, but I, I see Moxley holding on to it for a while. Brody Lee is just, you know, just a little throwing match there that they have going on. I don't even know where their pay-per-view is going to be at, to be honest with you. I do not currently have that information as I am coordinating way too many podcasts right now with everybody's free time going on. <laughs> I, I know what's on <laughs> Third, but I just, I don't know where it's at. I, it it's hard to keep up to considering it. It's it's been a really fluid situation with people booking events and where they can go and what they can do. 
Right. Do you, any anything else you've been watching lately? Old stuff. Uh, another uh, federation we don't know about, or any any people you've been kind of had your eye on before we get you out of here? No, not really. I mean, everything I've just been watching is, you know, what's up to date. You know, what's on TV now. Um, and when when there's a little downtime, I go to the network and I watch the old school stuff. Shit. You know, I know you've been getting up at four thirty in the morning and watching the Korean baseball on ESPN. Being a being the baseball player that you are, right? Your coffee and your pancakes in the morning, a little Korean baseball. They backflip over there, brother. They backflip. Absolutely. You know, I just it's on ESPN two right now. A little delayed or one that they just had, but um, yeah, I can't watch that stuff. For <laughs> just just put it's, on Mister Baseball. It's close enough. That's all I can do. It's on HBO these great this month too, so I can't watch Korean baseball, even though there's some American guys over there. But I mean, if they can get going, why can't American baseball get going? So hopefully things can start working up again for us. All right, since DWI podcast is technically a cooking show, and I want to get you out of here right before social media. What's the best thing you had to eat since we talked to you last? Um. Chicken in the air fryer. Mm, like wings yeah. or regular chicken? Uh, chicken breast. Chicken breast. With some veggies and a glass of wine. Ooh. Treat yourself. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The, roman- the romantic Frankie DeFalco. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, Candles this, could have been your heel, this could have been your heel character. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That would have worked. Too Mr. DeFalco. Let everybody yes. know where they can hear about uh, Bruce City Wrestling and uh, find you on, on social media. Go to BruceCityWrestling1.com. Mark it on your calendars for June 20th as we reload Fandemonium Wrestling at the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, 2301 Springdale Road. Uh, on Facebook, Bruce City Wrestling 1 or Bruce City Wrestling. Instagram, Bruce City Wrestling, or yeah, follow me on Twitter at BCW1. I say we do this again next week. How about you? That's great, because then we can talk about um, the pay-per-view that's going to happen on Sunday. It, it should be interesting, that's for sure. There should be plenty to either criticize or go, wow, that was better than I thought. I believe that's it's kind sad. of the whole, yeah. So, yes, that would be interesting. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for tuning in to the Frankie DeFalco show once again. Oh, Mr. DeFalco, any no. thoughts on the on the Packers draft? Fuck you. <laughs> Dick, what did I say? Fuck you, fuck the Packers. Aaron Rodgers won't be up in the green and gold for another three years. Fuck them. Fucking pricks. I hate the Packers right now. Bunch of fucking we love you, Mr. DeFalco. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care of yourself. Bye, Frank. <laughs>